The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Your Safe Space and I'm your host, Adele Marie. Nothing is quite like kryptonite to a relationship like the what are we chat. The defining the relationship talk is low-key scary, but we are here to work through it today. You'll notice I'm joined again by my friend and editor, Sam. So let's get right into the show. Sam, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're back, honestly. It's so nice to me to co-host with you or with, with people because obviously I can talk to a brick wall, but it's nicer <laughs> when we have a balance and a flow and a back and forth. I feel like it's better. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it's a Sunday show, which these are nice and juicy. Mm -hmm. And we have a few segments in our Sunday show. Mm -hmm. So our first segment is what's taking up space, Mm -hmm. which is what I like to do just so we can like reflect, unpack, can be something physical, emotional, doesn't need to be good or bad. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. While we're discussing what's taking up space for us guys, please think about what's taking up space for you. Hold some time and space for that and then come in the Facebook group and share it on the weekly thread because I love reading yours but Sam tell me what is taking up space for you right now um I would say a couple of things yeah, let's <laughs> you go. know my life has been a roller coaster recently yes um I mean I've been through a breakup recently so that's been taking up some space I'm feeling much better than I was though so that's really good we love to see the healing era healing era healing girl era for sure um and my other one is that Finn's training my little sausage dog miniature dashi um has been falling a little bit to the wayside because of that so I've been very distracted like just trying to get back into work trying to get into routine but like He's just really naughty. <laughs> He's really naughty. How old is he? He's 10 months. Nearly. That's why. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's 10 months. That's why. He's very naughty. He's, the puppy stage yeah. is brutal. He went through the puppy stage and then he was really good for a while. And now I feel like he's back in, he's in like a teenager phase. I yeah, feel you've like. got the teen regression happening. Yes. It happens. His sleeping is good, still sleeping perfect in his crate, all of that. When I leave the house, he's whinging, whining, crying, gets so sad that I'm leaving. He will eat everything and anything that he finds anywhere on the floor. Typical dashy. Inside or outside, anything, literally. So he's driving me a bit crazy, but that's obviously because I haven't been fully present in his training. So really trying to get that back on track. Yeah, go easy on yourself. Honestly, it's hard. Breakups can be rough as mm-hmm. and you know yeah. it's I like to say it's a literal roller coaster because mm-hmm. sometimes you're up sometimes you're down everything else kind of is like ooh, all up in the air mm-hmm. so just day by day you're doing great I think you're doing Thank great you. thanks yeah I feel like I'm doing much better now yeah I, I definitely like at the start I think I was feeling okay and then I was like oh I'm actually gonna be fine and then it kind of like hits you a little bit more yeah. when you know you're in your routine and you're like wow this is a bit different than I thought it would be mm-hmm. so but I feel like I've just come out of that and I'm like feeling a lot better now so that's good yeah we yeah. love that for you what's taking up space for me is very different <laughs> to yep. what's taking up <laughs> space for you because I am in my dating era everybody <laughs> yes I'm back on hinge yay which is equal parts terrifying and fun mm-hmm. and my approach to dating this time is actually very different very different compared to maybe how I dated in the past where 
I think in the past I was putting so much pressure on myself and so much pressure on dating that I was almost setting myself up to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm literally going into this with zero expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and just being open to it. And just being open to meeting different people, maybe even matching with people I wouldn't usually match with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some little markers there that I try to <laughs> make sure that I'm keeping some things that I want or what I'm looking for, if I can tell. But it's very hard when you're matching with people on a dating app. You can't you can't really tell until you have a convo with them either. So yeah. it's definitely been interesting. At the time of recording this, I've been on it for one week. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we need to thank manager Emily because she was the one that peer pressured me into reactivating my account because I did pause it for like the whole year. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) But I've had a couple of stories and I'm going to share some of them with you guys because they are so interesting. I'm excited. So the first two guys I match with don't have social media at all. Okay, interesting. Do you, do you think that's a red flag or a green flag? My ex didn't have, like, Instagram or anything. Yeah. So I honestly, like, I kind of thought it was a green flag because yeah. it wasn't because he he literally just didn't, wasn't interested, didn't want it because he was yeah. like, oh, I don't really care. I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But also I feel like it's a bit different because your job is social media that I feel like they have to have some kind of interest in it. So maybe it is a little bit of a red flag in that way. Yeah, see, I, I, I really like it. Yeah, okay. Because I'm like, you can't stalk me. Yeah, oh, true. <laughs> I mean, they can. I mean, they, I mean, I mean they, obviously could, they obviously can if they really wanted to. But, but like, like, they're not seeing you all the time on there. Yeah, and I think for me, there's been this subconscious thing that is happening where I automatically feel disadvantaged in the dating pool because mm-hmm. there is so much of my life online and so much information about me out there yeah where I could go on a date with someone and if they really wanted to they could come and listen to this podcast they could go and watch my YouTube video they could already have all this information about me and then Mm. I go to the date and they're a fucking stranger so yeah for me I'm like I feel like it's a bit more of an even playing field yeah in that sense. sense but another friend of mine was like that's a red flag because what if what if they're married like I that's, didn't think of that. <laughs> that's like the number one reason someone wouldn't have social media I'm like I don't know yeah. anyway I'm curious to know what the listeners think because yeah. let us know do you think it's a red flag or a green flag if the guy doesn't have social media it probably just depends on the person I feel like yeah. because I personally like back in the day like I definitely thought that was a green flag yeah with my ex but like yeah I don't know I feel like I didn't think of it like that yeah because yeah they might be married hiding something or maybe they do have social media but it's just on like a private name or something like it's not actually under their name not known I'm curious anyway I also had very quickly another (laughs) another scenario where I matched with this guy and he had a prompt on his hinge profile about (laughs) HelloFresh he had said I'm what I'm looking for someone to share my HelloFresh for two with Mm mm-hmm so he had liked me okay. and so I had like matched with him and I was like, who's doing the cooking? Who's doing the cleaning? Uh-oh. I just was testing the waters. Okay. Fair and enough. he goes, I think I'll do both. And I was like, okay, green flag. And then he messaged again. Like it was, he was messaging at, like in the moment, like he uh-huh. double messaged. And then he's like, my place tonight, 7 p.m. will cook the HelloFresh. Right. Oh. No. <laughs> I immediately unmatched him. Get fucked. I would have as well, to be honest. I'm not with going you. to your house for you to cook me HelloFresh. No, that's at least like five, six dates in, right? Thank or you. A few dates in. Thank you. Come over tonight. You haven't even had a like how are you conversation. Right? That was his second or third message to me. I was like, uh, no, thank you. Wow. Matt. His name wasn't Matt. Oh. <laughs> Just made that up. <laughs> anyway, guys, dating is definitely taking up a lot of time for me. Yep. But I'm just going with the flow. 
changing my approach and yeah, so far I'm having a good time. But as I said, I wanna know what's taking up space for you. So come and join the Facebook group and let us know. All right, let's get into our main chat, Sam. Mm -hmm. I was excited to do this because I did the episode about situationships Mm -hmm. and then I looked at my questions I looked at the AMA and I was like, we need to talk about the what are we, Mm -hmm. the conversation. I love this conversation. The defining the relationship conversation (laughs) because I always get asked, when do I do this, Adele? How do I do it? What Mm -hmm. do I say? So we're going to unpack it today and I think we should start with what that conversation is. Mm -hmm. So what would you define it as, Sam? I think it's kind of when I guess you've been seeing each other for a while and it feels like there's something more there yeah I think it's that point in the relationship where you both feel like there's something more there or maybe one of you does and the other doesn't that's what this conversation is about yeah but then it kind of leads something leads to a conversation yeah that you know leads to you guys either being together or not being together or maybe staying the same depending on who it is but yeah yeah I think the same I definitely think it's a conversation that gets clear on like your boundaries your expectations it's a really honest chat Mm -hmm. and it's also just maybe even a check-in on where things are what you want moving forward what what each person wants moving forward yeah I also think that most of us do think about the conversation in a very like monogamous way Mm -hmm. but it can also be a conversation about keeping things casual yeah or about maybe it's ending things or Mm -hmm. maybe you're agreeing to a friends with benefit which don't do that (laughs) I think it's a scam I mean, do it if you really want to. But this conversation is also that point where it leads to a fucking situationship. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah. Tread carefully. Exactly. (laughs) Tread with caution. Exactly. So I would say overall intentional conversation Mm -hmm. around like your needs, your wants, your expectations. Yeah. And it's a shared understanding. Mm -hmm. Have you had to have the defining the relationship conversation yeah I have I think I think we actually have different ideas of this conversation okay or different stances on it yeah I'm extremely forward especially okay. in dating I if I like someone I'll probably tell them straight away or if I just to like backtrack a little I will only be really confident with this conversation if I know exactly what I want yeah so if I'm like okay I'm looking for a relationship and I'm seeing somebody that I like and I'm vibing with and I think they feel the same way I will probably bring up the conversation most of the time because I need to be like you (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to waste my time I don't want to waste their time because I'm like okay I also don't want to let myself get hurt if I hang around for that long and I'm feeling like I want something serious and they don't but I don't know that if I hang around for like I don't know a few months and it's that way and I'm like have this expectation in my head I haven't communicated that yet yeah I'm so much more likely to get hurt down the line it's true that's how I've gotten hurt yeah every time yeah literally (laughs) I know so I think yeah I that's definitely what I've had that conversation a few times and I feel like most of the time it's because I've been like what's going on what's up what's going on in your head tell me What's okay. happening? Yeah. See, I'm the total opposite. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> little miss passive princess. Yeah. Let me not say anything uh-huh. in case they don't like me back because yeah. I'm scared, which is really not the healthiest way. Mm. And my psychologist even has pulled me up on this and she's like, you need to change the pattern, Adele. And she doesn't talk like that, by the way. <laughs> 
but <laughs> I agree with her. I could be more assertive. I mm-hmm. could be more clear. Mm-hmm. I could definitely take a leaf out of your book. <laughs> and so that leads me into, should you define the relationship and why mm. is it important? Yes, you should be defining the relationship. Yeah. I think you both need to be clear on what's going on. Absolutely. And I think like if there's a prompt, I mean, most people I'm sure are on dating apps, if you're dating and listening to this, I'm currently not dating. So this is not current situations, <laughs> but you can even put on your dating profile what you're looking for, right? You can put like, if you want kids, you can say if you're looking for something casual. I exactly. think if there's a prompt on your dating profile, which these is the initial interaction you have with somebody, you can probably... I mean, look, not everyone on dating profiles knows what they want. But Correct. There's also options on there, which I've seen. It's like still figuring it out or unsure. Oh. So it, it does actually allow you to pick very ambiguous okay. selections. But you know what? Credit to anyone that actually selects something. Yeah. But <laughs> I, Wait, you want, you're looking for a relationship on yours? What do you put on? Or you put unsure? <laughs> what did you put on there? <laughs> Let me quickly check. Oh, you don't know? No, I'm pretty sure I put like fun or something. Oh, okay. (laughs) Guys, I told you. What do you mean? Oh, well, I'm changing my approach, Sam. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. What did I put? Oh, no, I have it hidden. Oh, okay. I have it hidden. I I mean, look. I did select long term, but it's hidden. So what that does in the back end is if someone else has long term and Mm -hmm. hidden, it comes up in like you're compatible. I think that's how it works. Oh, okay. Anyway, I have it hidden because... I'm changing the approach. Yeah. Don't, anyway. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> I love it. I think you need the approach. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm mm. a week in. Yeah. I don't know if it's working. But yep. anyway, I think it's good. I think you should have the conversation or mm. you should want to define it because it gives you the chance to get that clarity. Mm-hmm. And this is something I probably did only in my most recent relationship, which was the one that started the healing series. Mm-hmm. Every relationship before that, I waited Mm-hmm. And I let the guy take the lead and I let the guy say, oh, I want you to be my girlfriend or not. Or yep. one day they would just start calling me their girlfriend. Like I had no, I had no kind of lead in that. Yep. And I look back and I'm like, I can definitely see how that led me to maybe just accepting like my circumstances instead of really making a decision about what I wanted. Yeah. I also think it happens very differently for us all as well. So it might look different for everybody. Sometimes it might be the one partner that brings it up you might not be wanting to have the conversation Mm -hmm. also just let it like let it let it happen without trying to squish it into the mold yeah it's got to feel natural yeah Yeah. and I think it can definitely be scary as well I did touch on this and I think maybe some of you could relate where you like dance around the conversation and I think people love uncertainty Mm -hmm. even though they shouldn't because it feels safer Mm -hmm. than knowing yeah but it's always better to know. Yeah. It's always better to know than rather than wasting your time. Yeah. And even if it means it ends things, better that you know sooner so you can Mm -hmm. stop investing your time, stop investing your energy Mm -hmm. and then maybe find someone who actually wants to be with you and who wants the same things as you. Yeah. Sometimes I think as well if you're putting the... If you're putting the conversation off for too long because you are feeling too comfortable, it's almost like you're living with that like Delulu energy a little too much because obviously... There's a reason you're putting it off. Yes. Is it because you're, you know, enjoying the time too much? You don't want to have that conversation to end it. And, but that's kind of like where I think, you know, reality needs to sometimes kick in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because you could, you know, get hurt in at the end of the day if you're living in that too much, living in that Delulu too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, I have done that <laughs> one too many times. 
when do you think people should define the relationship oh my gosh i feel like it's so dependent on how the long situation. is a piece of string right no it literally is because you know there might be somebody that you meet and you click with so quickly and you're both on the same page and you feel like it's the right time to have the conversation after four weeks sure have the conversation after four weeks yeah. it might be like you might be taking it slow. they might be taking it slow. like i think it really depends on the person and the other person that you're dating like you need to obviously read the room a little bit yeah and just obviously observe their energy and observe what they're doing yeah because actions speak louder than words correct unfortunately and (laughs) is there a mismatch there or are they aligning and yeah I think it's when you feel ready I think you like I can't explain the feeling Mm -hmm. but like you just know you know in your gut oh yeah you think to yourself I only want to be with this person I don't want to hook up with anyone else I don't want to date anyone else I'm done with the apps like I think that's the feeling I will say probably not after one or two dates Mm -hmm. because how do you know them at that point like it depends I won't give you a time frame but I did mention in the situationship episode there's like a three-month window and that's not Mm -hmm. even because I'm like testing them it's more for me because Mm -hmm. I'm someone that falls like very quickly yeah I get attached very quickly yeah not always a good thing Mm -hmm. so if I can slow it down Mm -hmm. and really assess if I want this and what I want and if this person actually has the same values as me wants the same things is a good fit like we have that compatibility then I'm like okay we could potentially bring this up Mm -hmm. so not giving you a timeline fuck the timelines everyone's timeline is different Mm -hmm. and I think just really going with your gut instinct yeah I agree and I think as well making sure that you're reflecting like what you just said you're taking this three months to work out what you want I think Mm. back in the day when I was maybe dating back then it was oh do they like me I have to work out if they like me yes but it's like no you can actually take the time to be like okay do I like them do I see this person in my future like that's okay and like it at the start when you start to do that it feels selfish because you're like oh but like oh my gosh like but they don't like me what if they don't like me it's no just focus on what you want and I think when you're feeling like you're in a position, whether you know or you don't know, like what, or you don't want to be serious with this person, I think it's also respectful to communicate that with the person yes. you're with when you feel like you fully know what. If you you're not want. serious about them and you think they're serious about you, I think you should let them know kind of thing. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. We value communication here. Yes. And that also leads us into how you actually have this conversation, how you have this chat. Mm-hmm. And you touched on it just then mm-hmm. with that getting clear. Yes. Getting really clear with yourself. And I always do this and I've spoken about it on the potty before, but (laughs) after a date or if I'm weighing things up with a guy, I have some questions I ask myself, how do they make me feel? Are we compatible in certain values? Mm -hmm. Am I happy with this person? Could I see a future with this person? Mm -hmm. Are there things I'm lacking? Do things need to change? Like I do literally a journal dump Mm -hmm. and I go through everything and it's just nice because it gets me out of my head and I can really assess things. And I even write down the bad things as well because I'm like, your brain really loves to focus on the good. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just have to look at it bigger picture mm-hmm. and really get get that clarity for yourself first. What else do you think you could add to like how they define the relationship? I definitely agree with you. I think you need to be really clear about all of that. I think it's good to write it out just to see it on paper mm-hmm. and it always feels different if you're thinking about it in your head. Sometimes it can feel super jumbled. I also think it might be worthwhile to talk to somebody you're close to as well just to say this is the situation this is how I'm feeling even like tell them the things that you've written down and like it just kind of gives a bit more perspective yeah a sense check yeah yeah obviously like take it with a grain of salt of course because you know how you feel they don't really truly know how you feel so I will say yeah if your friends and family don't like your partner Mm. in those early stages yeah 
thoughts on that? Look, I think, I, I think it's you, a bit of a red I think flag. you listen. I think listen. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a red flag. I think obviously depends on the family dynamic and why they don't like yes. them. Because obviously if you come from a household that's not the standard, I guess, I don't want to, I'd want to tread carefully here, but yeah. you know, if you come from a household that there's a bit of trauma there and maybe you don't have the greatest relationship with your family for some reason, that may be okay. But I also think that if you're close to your family and you really value their opinion, I yeah. think it's probably a really big red flag because yeah. your family sometimes know you better than you know yourself. Correct. And also sometimes you can get really caught up when you're first dating someone and you're like, they're amazing. Got the but they might not be. <laughs> yeah. And there's this thing that happens, right? You you really like the person. Yeah. And then sometimes that clouds your judgment on like all these other things. But mm-hmm. underneath your feelings, you almost in a way while you're doing this reflection you have to take your feelings out of it because it's like you have to just assess it quite critically mm-hmm. because your feelings can cloud your judgment sometimes yeah oh 100 mm. they can i think as we get older we get a little bit better at managing that yes but oh my god like back in the day i look back <laughs> and i'm like what was i doing yes because i was like she was know. doing the best she could with the knowledge that she had at that time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh i also think practice Mm-hmm. practice the conversation yep. practice with yourself in the mirror practice with a friend yeah write it down write it down yeah i've written things down in my phone before that i want to say sometimes it's hard to communicate things clearly if you've never written yeah. them down before or said them out loud before so yeah and then yeah actually have the conversation mm-hmm. with good communication skills yes which i made an old episode about like being assertive and a lot of that had to do with like body language mm-hmm. and the way you frame up the conversation so i'm very big on you know shoulders back chin up talking with lots of eye statements keeping eye contact but also picking a good time to have the conversation don't do the we need to talk yeah or what are we or after an argument like yeah work out what we are yeah no time and place like really pick a nice time and almost try to bring it up as part of a natural part of the conversation if you can i think Mm -hmm. it will go better yeah in that dynamic yeah and Keep the conversation quite open. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. And in the one time I did have this conversation myself, the way I framed it up to the guy was that I really liked him and I let him know that. And I was quite vulnerable in explaining my feelings for him. And I was quite honest and I said, I'm not interested in seeing other people. I love spending time with you. Mm-hmm. We have similar values. We are really great together. Mm-hmm how do you feel about things where is your head at and leaving it open-ended rather than being like what are we and then automatically just dumping all this emotional pressure yeah on the other person I think that can also maybe make them feel a bit suffocated Mm -hmm. and maybe make them yeah disengage from the conversation yeah and it might immediately kind of get them on like I guess you could say the defense yes a little bit you want to you want to leave that conversation you want to you want to lead the conversation really kindly and really openly as you said you want to leave it a bit open-ended you don't want to say are we in a relationship or not yeah you want to say things like what you just said like how are you feeling about things like you feeling you know good bad like yeah what are your thoughts on yeah further commitment Mm -hmm. where do you see this going yeah I think open-ended and like just really kind and um you know you're obviously you're dealing with someone else's emotions and yeah tread carefully but I think there's definitely ways that you can go about it that will benefit both of you whether it be good or bad at the time will be good in the long run exactly and I think just keeping at the forefront of your mind Mm -hmm. you want it to be a conversation 
Yeah. So as long as you're asking those questions and mm-hmm. there's back and forth, yeah, then I think it will go well. If you feel like you can't have this conversation, mm-hmm. red flag. Yeah. I think so too. Mm. And it also, yeah, I think if you've been seeing this person for a while and they've been given off, giving off the vibe that they want something more, but they're not ever kind of acting on things a little bit, I think that's a bit of a red flag for sure. Yeah. And so that is, I guess, what happens after you have this conversation, right? Yeah. Because I always think there's like three things that can happen. Mm -hmm. You have the conversation, you get what you want. Mm -hmm. You get the outcome that you desire. Yeah. You have the conversation and the person tells you that they're not quite there yet. Mm Mm-hmm. The ball is still in your court because then you can decide if you're willing to wait for them to meet you meet you where you are kind of thing yeah. or they flat out turn around and say, no, not for me. Mm-hmm. Again, you can then make that decision to walk away. I think the dangerous thing that happens though is when some of us have that conversation, the other person says point blank to our face, I can't give you this, I don't want this, mm-hmm. it's not for me mm-hmm. and then we stick around and choose to stay in that dynamic. That's yeah. where you end up in the situation ship. Yeah. But I am now a firm believer that even if you get bad outcomes, like it's not necessarily a bad outcome because it will still like set you free in a way yeah. and then lead you to possibly either healing or finding someone better suited for you. What do you think happens after you have this combo? I would agree. I think whatever happens is meant to happen. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, if you have this conversation, regardless of whether you're going into it saying you want a relationship or you want something casual, it's like setting that boundary. But I think... Either way, you're going to benefit in the long run. And I know that probably doesn't sound like it at the time <laughs> because I know if you get a no from someone you like, you're probably going to be obviously hurt. Yeah, and like it's that rejection. And- but in the long run, if that person is saying no, it's just not the right person. And I think, yes, yeah, you've got to like- find comfort in that somehow. <laughs> when they say I don't want a relationship, the with you yeah. is in brackets. Yes. And it's unwritten, but it's yep. there. It's the kind of people that say that and then a week later they'll be in a relationship with someone else. Yep. But I think if you are having this talk with somebody who doesn't want to be in a relationship right now with you or anything like that, yeah, it's rejection is redirection. I know you've probably heard this before, <laughs> but I fully believe in this. I think if someone rejects you, there's going to be somebody that's way more suited to you. Yeah. I always tell myself, if not this, something better. Yeah. For sure. So I think it's okay if they... I think go into the conversation preparing yourself for any outcome. Yes. But yeah, after the conversation, you've just got to really adjust to whatever this... Respect this person's boundaries. Respect this person's decision as well. Don't And respect your boundaries and what you want. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, don't settle. No. Mm. We're not settling and we're cancelling situationships. Yes. (laughs) Hashtag cancel situationships. (laughs) Now... I did some research for this episode because I was like, I want to know what the men think about defining their relationship because there's this common stereotype that in heterosexual couples that women are more eager to define the relationship and men dread it. But I read an article from Rapella and it's called What Men Really Think About Defining the Relationship. Mm -hmm. And there was a quote in there written by the author and she said, by letting him introduce the conversation... I knew I would avoid falling into that trap, but looking back on it now, it seems kind of silly. As an equal participant in the relationship, why shouldn't I be the one to ask what or if we should label it? And yet I understand why the conversation requires a leap of faith, especially if one person is ready to broach it and the other isn't, or if two people want two completely different things, which I think is so 
just spot on because mm-hmm. in the past I've avoided this conversation mm-hmm. and I it's almost this thing that I don't I don't agree with it anymore but I used to subscribe to the well I need to know that he's keen I need to know that he's taking the lead there mm-hmm. and stepping in that energy yeah but mm-hmm. that really didn't work out well for me I love yeah I think that you've got to this is like all about your new approach to yes. dating though I think you can like step into that sometimes like it's I I understand this because I feel like I would used to do the same sometimes mm. I'd be like oh like if he's keen he'll have the conversation with me kind of thing yeah but I think that's dangerous because then you yeah. give the power yeah to the other person make make this decision come to this conclusion yourself and it's okay if you do and I know as like women sometimes it can be hard to like step up and you know approach um, sometimes it can be intimidating because as you said you don't want to get hurt you don't want to get rejected so I think yeah step into that energy sometimes yeah it's you can, okay you can make the rules you can set the ground rules you exactly know? now i'm gonna read you some little passages from what these 28 men really think about defining the relationship now i don't know 28 men and i wasn't about to <laughs> ask my hinge matches oh I was, I was like maybe i can ask my hinge matches what they think and i'm like that would probably be a bit fucked up adele so be don't do that <laughs> but i'm gonna read you my favorite ones and i'll link the article if you want to go and read it because it's quite good I've been loving bringing articles into the podcast lately, but love it. the first one is from Dorian. He says, when I was ready to bring up the conversation to my current girlfriend of three years, I took an entire day to prep. I went to the new museum to get the creative juices flowing, bought her a necklace with her favorite animal on it and practiced my speech. She said no, but we're together today and I'm so thankful she changed her mind. That's so cute. Isn't it? Oh, I love that. He put a lot of effort into it. That's really wholesome. We've got Max. He's 27. Max says, in my relationship, my girlfriend brought up the topic and it was just a regular conversation. It made me a little nervous, but knowing what it was made me excited. And luckily we were exactly on the same page. See, another girl stepping up for herself. Love that. Jack says, I ask myself, how would I feel if this person I'm dating is seeing other people? If I feel like it would bother me, perhaps we should talk about becoming more serious, which is what I usually ask myself. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the only question that you should ask yourself because sometimes that can just be a jealousy thing too. Yeah. It's like, I want it because I don't want anyone else to have it. Yeah. Is that always the best energy? No. And it's not, that doesn't necessarily tell you, I guess, if they, if you have feelings for them, you know, like it it will more just tell you like, are you interested in that person? You may not be interested in like a loving, you know what I mean? Yes. There's not much depth to that question. This is from Matt, 35. Mm -hmm. As someone who very much enjoys being in a relationship when I'm really into someone, I look forward to having the defining the relationship talk once I've gathered up enough data to convince myself that the relationship would be worth pursuing further. I proceed with the conversation knowing that the outcome will likely be one, thrilling, or two, quite disappointing. Mm. Despite the risk of the latter outcome, I'd rather know than not and I'd rather know earlier as opposed to later. I can relate to that. I feel like that's exactly how I feel. Um, Matt is living two steps ahead of me. <laughs> so is Sam. Uh, he's 35 though. So I think that is yeah, telling yeah. of his age as well. I feel like the sure. older you get, you're less likely to want to waste time. But I'm, yeah. it's not wasting time in a way. Every like I don't like to look at failed relationships as a waste. It's still a lesson. Brian, 21. My current girlfriend and I didn't really have the talk I just accidentally called her my girlfriend to her face and then we decided to roll with it. (laughs) 
all that's the time. happened to me in the past. I remember you said that yeah. just before. That's so he funny. He just one day blurted out. I think he maybe even introduced me to his friends. He's like, oh, this is my girlfriend Adele. And I was like, what the fuck? We didn't talk about that, but okay. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. That probably looking back now was a missed opportunity for me to be like, I do want to be your girlfriend, but mm-hmm. maybe I would like to see you more. Maybe I would like you to make more effort with my family because there yep. were some things in that relationship that were red flags there that I yeah. ignored and then ultimately came to break us up in the end as well. Yep. So that was a missed opportunity from myself. This is from Ethan, 22. I started hooking up with a guy in college and our relationship quickly developed into something that was more than just casual. But because I was still in the closet, each time he mentioned any sort of label or action that was a step beyond what I was comfortable with, such as calling me his boyfriend or wanting to go on dates, I would ghost him for a few weeks. Eventually, he got tired of that and moved on. And now that I'm out of the closet, I wish I'd been ready at the time to try moving into something more serious with him. So I think there's something there as well about reflection on how it's played out in past relationships. But definitely don't be hard on yourself if you're made mistakes in the past yeah that's how you learn and that's how you evolve and get better yeah ben says do i dread it not if i like the person i've only had this sort of conversation with people i like i've instigated it about half the time it's not exactly something that i look forward to but it is something that i think should happen by the time you get to the conversation or by the time the conversation feels necessary, I generally think both parties are in favor of defining the relationship and officially changing the label from dating to boyfriend, girlfriend. So nothing in the relationship actually changes, only the label. You still like each other the same. And I'm not sure if this is making any sense. It's hard to put into words, but I don't think defining the relationship is just saying, what are we? I think it's deciding to accept the label as opposed to just discussing it. Mm, Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting there because Ben has said it changes from dating to boyfriend and girlfriend. I think the dynamic of relationship culture, dating culture, situationship culture has changed now where you have like that seeing period. Yeah. You have like that exclusivity. Yeah. And since I did the situationship episode, I got this TikTok and course the algorithms feeding me very specific videos we love you tiktok but it was this girl saying how even that is a scam even agreeing to exclusivity without the label if you want the label yeah is a scam yeah she was like you're single until it's boyfriend girlfriend yeah no exclusivity until it's boyfriend girlfriend i'm like wow that's probably what i need to do as well i didn't even yeah i kind of i mean i haven't dated obviously for a long time and i probably won't be but (laughs) i'd forgotten about that exclusive period and like my friends have talked to me about it before they're like oh we're exclusive oh so is he a boyfriend or no no he's not i'm like oh so what that makes no sense and actually yeah that's interesting i know Mm. we've just got two more yeah one is from martin and one is from sam so martin is 29 and martin says when i was younger there was definitely a sense of wanting to put it off however as i got older and i wanted to settle down i actually became more proactive in having the conversation once i understood what i was looking for i became less hesitant and just wanted to put everything out there on the table to know where we both stood slay martin Mm -hmm. And then Sam, to wrap us up, says, I was the one who asked my current girlfriend to make it official after about three weeks of dating. Wow. I I think that's quite soon. Yeah. I knew I liked her and I didn't want her dating anyone else. Mm. I think if a guy is avoiding the conversation or is hesitant, it's just because he doesn't fully want to commit to that relationship. If you want the girl you're seeing to be your girlfriend, you should have no issues bringing it up first. 
Sam, I feel like Sam's giving maybe a bit of like. I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> not I, wholesome energy, Sam. You don't fully know someone after three weeks. No. I think you should take the time to fully know someone first. But, yeah. I mean, he's he's got the very, you know, he's very upfront by yeah. the sounds of it. So One of my relationships after three weeks, we were like girlfriend, boyfriend. Wow. The I love yous were dropping. Yeah. That's probably love bombing. But, <laughs> but also, like, I feel like you, you go through that and you learn yeah. what that is. Because at the time, when you're younger, you really don't know. You really don't understand the difference between love bombing. And sometimes if something's a slow burn, you're like, it's nothing's happening. It's boring. Yeah, like, that goes person. to the spark. Yeah. The spark, which yeah. I also think. I used to look for the spark, not yeah. anymore. You don't I don't think I it. like the spark. No, the I don't. The spark think. gives me anxiety. There's not always going to be a spark. Like, mm-hmm. it can be a slow burn. Like, some people that I, friends and stuff, have had, like, a partner that maybe they've even not liked when they first met. Just in general, like in a friendship yes. setting, they've been like, oh, no, don't not like really. him. And now they're like getting married or like, yeah, you know, they've been together for a really long time or so like, don't put too much pressure on the spark. Yeah, agreed. Mm. All right, Sam, to end the show, we have our PS, which is our little sign off, our postscript, but it's mm-hmm. a recommendation. So it can be things that we are watching, eating, doing, mm-hmm. reading, did I say that? Maybe <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that you would like to recommend to the listeners. Do you mm-hmm. have a recommendation for us? I would say my recommendation is to book in a skin check. Okay. I love this. Because <laughs> I booked mine in. I realized I hadn't had it for a couple years. So I booked mine in. I'm actually going tomorrow. But this Good. is just a PSA. Book in your skin check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And my recommendation is if you have your hinge profile paused, this is very <laughs> niche, unpause it. And put yourself back in the dating pool if Mm -hmm. you want to meet people, if you are dating for fun, if you are dating for a relationship, don't hold yourself back Mm -hmm. because I got a nice little kick up the butt last week Mm -hmm. from manager M. (laughs) And if it wasn't for her, I probably still would have paused it. And I just realized there's power in actually giving energy to something, especially if it's important to you. Mm -hmm. I haven't really prioritized dating. And so I'm having fun right now. So if you're wanting to have fun, and you're wanting to reopen that part of your life, don't be scared. Mm-hmm. I know that dating apps and dating culture can also get a bad rap, but I think if you remove the expectations, like mm-hmm. I said at the start, if you just kind of treat it as a numbers game, if you kind of treat it as a bit of fun, mm-hmm. that way you can go into it without that pressure and you can just kind of enjoy it. It's a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, and yeah. I think take the pressure off. So. Yeah, that is a very specific recommendation, guys, but (laughs) I back it and I'm glad I did. I thanked Em. I said, thank you so much because I've actually had a good time on it. And I mean, obviously, I haven't been on there for too long, so maybe I won't be having a good time for a long time. But right (laughs) right now, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I'm happy with it. But thank you so much for joining us, Sam. And thank you guys for listening. Have you had a good time recording these episodes with us, Sam? I have. I loved it. We loved having you. And you'll have to come back because your advice is bloody solid. And I'm like, this is why we're friends. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'll come back. (laughs) Amazing. All right, guys, please tag us and share on your story when you're listening. And as always, five stars on Spotify is greatly appreciated. As is a follow on TikTok, a follow on Instagram Mm. and joining the Facebook community. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network.